Thank you, Lord. There is none like you, Lord. Scripture says there's none like him. The next few words are majestic in holiness, not dreamy in holiness, but majestic in holiness. He reigns in majestic glory, hallelujah, as the Holy One. So fix your eyes now on Jesus. See him with the eyes of faith, high and lifted up, high and lifted up, majestic in holiness. The Holy One is the King who reigns in sovereign power. So come on, let's hear some real praise for the majestic, the majestic King. Majestic in holiness, awesome in glory. Come on, there is none like him. There is none like him. Majestic in holiness. Let's have some majestic praise. Let's have some majestic praise. In heaven, the angelic being, the angelic beings cry right from one side of heaven to another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They don't whisper it. It's not some dream. They're proclaiming the God who is majestic in holiness. Come on, let's hear it. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is, and is to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory. Come on, praise Him like you've never praised Him before. Praise Him like you've never praised Him before. He is worthy of greater praise than you've ever given him before. Yes, 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 yes. There is none like you, Lord. There is none like you. Majestic in holiness. Oh, we join with the angelic beings crying, Holy, holy. Come on, shout it out. Holy. Holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Don't whisper it. Come on, don't whisper it. Proclaim it. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Who was and is and is to come. The whole earth is filled with His glory. Oh, Papa, come on, keep that praise going. Keep that praise going. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
you're right before the throne. When you worship Him, His majestic holiness, you're standing before the throne. You're not standing in a worship hall in Horsham. You're standing before the throne of God. You're standing in the courts of glory. You're standing in heaven. Hallelujah. Before the very throne of God. Oh, let Him hear you. Come on, join with the whole host of heaven. It says that in heaven, everyone praises Him with a loud voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Karabataria leto papaparazanduma. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. There is none like you, Lord. Majestic in holiness. Awesome in glory. Worker of wonders. Poralabasandaria leto papapakalazanduma. Hallelujah. Oh, you stand. You stand. Amongst the heavenly. All those heavenly beings that praise God ceaselessly day and night. He is so great a praise. In heaven, they can never stop praising Him. He is so wonderful. They never want to stop praising Him. We don't yet see Him as He really is. When you see Him as He really is, you will never stop praising Him. is so wonderful day and night for all eternity you'll be praising the Lord so you may as well get used to it hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus can you thank him for the spirit of praise being upon you Lord I don't want to worship in my own strength I want the spirit of praise to be among my life. Kuralabasandaria leto papaparasandam. Papaparasandaria leto papaparasandam. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you're standing before that throne. You're looking to the Lord. Seated in majestic glory. The scripture says, His eyes are as fire. When they look at you, when those eyes look at you, He doesn't see what is on the outside. 
those eyes of fire go straight to whatever is within you. That's why the scripture says he looks not on the outward appearance but on the heart. Nothing can be hidden from those penetrating eyes of fire. So those eyes search out whatever is unholy, whatever is impure, not just to uncover those things, but with those eyes of fire to burn those things out of your heart, to purge your heart, to cleanse your heart. As you stand before him, you can't hide anything from him. It's impossible. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. He understands your heart better than you understand it. And he says to you tonight, my command is that you be holy as I am holy. My eyes of fire will cleanse you of what is unholy and my spirit will work in you all that is holy. And as I was preparing for this evening, God posed a question for us. Do you want to be holy? see this is what God wants but he can only work it in us when it's what we want when we want what he wants it's a done deal he works it in you so you have to answer the question You have to answer him, and, and he knows exactly what you're thinking. He knows what your answer is. He knows if you're afraid of what it might mean. But if you're afraid, that's simply because you don't trust him. Because he never wants to cause anything in you to make you afraid. His perfect love casts out all fear. It doesn't cause fear.
don't look at yourself, but just see those eyes of fire. Does God speak to you? Something that needs to be cleansed, purged out of your heart and life because it's not holy. He's not judging you. He's not condemning you. He wants to set you free. Where the Holy Spirit is, there is freedom. He wants to replace those unholy things with holy things. So talk to him. Don't just stand there thinking. just a question of saying, Lord, I'm sorry. It's a question of saying, Lord, I want you to purge. I want you to cleanse. I want you to take out of my heart and out of my life anything that to you is unholy. Anything that really hinders me living in you and you in me so that whatever I ask in prayer, you will do. spirit within me. Can you thank him for a holy heart? See, Christ is your holiness. You don't have any holiness of your own. But as you submit your heart to the Lord, so his holiness becomes your holiness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, 
Jesus. This is the will of God for you. And the scripture says, and by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Can you thank him that that's true for you? He has made you holy as he is holy. You could never do it yourself. You couldn't work it in yourself, could you? So can you thank him? This is the word of God. Can you declare it? Lord, I believe I'm a holy child of God. A holy child of the Holy Father. And thank you, Lord, that you will keep my heart and life free of all that is unholy. And as I live in dependence upon you, so your holiness will impact my life increasingly more and more. Are you thanking the Lord for this? You don't have to understand it. Just believe it. You might not understand what it's all going to mean, but that doesn't matter. God will reveal all that to you. But thank you, Lord, according to your word. I am a holy child of God. I'm not an unholy person. I'm a holy person. I'm not an unholy child. I'm a holy child. You declare it in your word. And then the scripture says, by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Whew. You see, those eyes of fire. Purge out everything that's imperfect. To make you perfect in his sight. You might come before him imperfect but the eyes of fire purge you, cleanse you. And the scripture says he has made perfect forever. See, this is the will of God for you. Perfection. Do you realize there can't be any imperfect people in heaven? It's impossible. Nobody imperfect can be in heaven. We can only go to heaven because God makes us perfect through the sacrifice of his son. So can you thank him that you have a heavenly inheritance? <laughs> 
with me in this? Come on, thank Him. You've made me perfect forever. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen to me when I die because I know, Lord, I'm a holy child by your mercy and grace, made perfect forever, a heavenly inheritance, a co-heir with Christ, seated in heavenly places with him, part of your eternal kingdom. It just gets better and better, doesn't it? And all this is true tonight, not what was, will be true in the future. It's true tonight. Does it seem unreal? That's only because you've never believed it before. If it seems unreal, it's because you've never believed it. But God is speaking his word to you tonight. spirit of the Lord is there is freedom can you thank him for that freedom this is not just a freedom course this is the freedom that the Holy Spirit works in you because the eyes of fire purge and cleanse you from every imperfect thing hallelujah making you holy and perfect in his sight And God imparts to you the spirit of his holiness. And he says, now you're free. I set you free from what is unholy so that you can walk with me on the way of holiness that Isaiah speaks of. Hallelujah, where only the redeemed of the Lord can walk. Fools can't walk there. The devil can't walk there. Demons can't walk there. Only the redeemed of the Lord. You are one of those favored ones. You can walk with Jesus on the way of holiness. Can you thank him for that? So where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Does the Holy Spirit live in you? then there's freedom, freedom within you. You are free to do the will of God. Free to follow Jesus. Free to be his disciple. Free to bear much fruit for his glory are you believing the scriptures tonight now the next verse says this and we who with unveiled faces all say all all 
reflect the Lord's glory. See, because of what God does on the inside, on the outside, through what you say and what you do, even by your appearance, you reflect the Lord's glory. You know, man was created by God to know his glory. Sin robbed people of that glory. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But God has restored us to the glory that was always his intention for us. Can you thank him for that? Now, the scripture says we all, we all, 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 every one of us, every believer, we all reflect the Lord's glory. Can you thank the Lord that He's called you to live for His glory? To glorify Him, that means to please Him, to honor Him, to praise Him, to fulfill His plan and purpose for your life. It's too quiet. Can I hear you people thanking Him for that? So, God says to us that we all reflect His glory. So, can you believe God tonight and say, Lord, I thank you that through the sacrifice of Jesus, you have made me holy. Hallelujah. Made me perfect forever so that I have no fear for my eternal destiny. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that your Spirit lives within me, and where the Spirit is, there is freedom. So you set me free from everything that is not your will. You set me free from everything that is unholy, from everything that is in opposition to your best purposes for me, because in your love for me, you want the best for me. So can you thank him, Lord? I reflect your glory. Come on. This is faith. This is what the scripture says. We all reflect his glory. So can you say, Lord, I am going to live to reflect your glory. I don't quite know how that's going to work out in practice, but I thank you. It's your word. And I'm going to live to reflect your glory. That the things I say and the things I do are going to glorify you. That just as Jesus lived for your glory while he was on earth, so I'm living for your glory. I'm not living for myself, I'm living for your glory. And thank you, Lord, that as I live for your glory, I'll be living for others. To make your glory known to others. Can you thank the Lord that he imparts his glory to you? He works his glory in you, and he will reveal his glory through you. Come on, this is, this is wonderful, wonderful truth tonight. 
this, this is, these, these are the scriptures that God is giving to us as kingdom faith tonight. Why? Because he means business. He's talking to us on Tuesday night about, you know, living in a high and holy place, but also with the humble and contrite of heart to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite. See, this is his reviving. He's, he's working revival in you. You've been praying for revival. Well, it's happening. He's, he's working it in you tonight. So let's hear the scripture again. And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. Can you thank the Lord, Lord? I'm going to increase in glory. Hallelujah. There's going to be more and more and more of your glory reflected in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What does that mean? He's going to work through you. He's going to be pleased with you. Other lives are going to be impacted by God because of you. You're not going to just witness to people to bring them to church but to bring them into the glory of God Amen to see them restored to the glory of God that's what it's all about thank you Jesus so we all with unveiled faces what does that mean you know there used to be a veil that separated the holy place from the holy of holies a veil that separated people from the holy presence of God. But Jesus removed that veil. Remember when he died on the cross? The veil in the temple was torn asunder. And the way into the Holy of Holies was opened up. So you don't have a veil between you and God anymore. With unveiled face, you reflect the Lord's glory. And you're being transformed into his likeness with ever increase. Can you say, I want that, Lord? I want that. I want that transforming purpose to take place in my life. I want more and more and more of your glory. <clears throat> the Lord, when I worship you in your glory, I want you to impact me with that same glory. I don't want to simply sing songs to you and trillar in the Spirit, but as I worship you in your glory, I want you to impact my heart and my life with that glory. I want to see you with unveiled face and be transformed into your likeness with ever-increasing glory. I'm praying this. Are you praying this? so great it's almost too much isn't it 
I mean, how can you compare this with just going to church? It's another level, isn't it? Hallelujah. Lots of people in the world just go to church and have a service. But what God really wants is to transform you into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. Hallelujah. So we all, with unveiled faces, reflect the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Paul goes on a few verses later to say we have this treasure in jars of clay. Can you thank him that your body, your natural life is just a jar of clay? There's nothing particularly glorious about it. But inside you, you have the treasure, the Holy One, the Lord of glory. We have this treasure, not we need this treasure or sometime in the future God will give us this treasure. We have this treasure. Can you thank him? We have this treasure in jars of clay. Why? To show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Jesus I'm just a jar of clay but Lord you have called me you've set me apart you've come to live in me and I have the treasure of your kingdom of your sovereign rule and reign in my heart and in my life and I praise you because I couldn't live without you So Jesus says the kingdom of God is not over here or over there, but the kingdom of God is within you. Can you thank him for that? The sovereign rule and reign of God is within you. How, how is he going to extend his reign on the earth? Because he says of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. How does he extend that in the lives of you and me, others like us? See, I don't think we always understand God's call on our lives. Paul said to the Ephesians, live up to your high calling. This is a high calling, isn't it? This is not just being a child of God who wants to know that God loves you. That's good, that's right. It's true. But this is getting right to the heart of God's will for you. Why he made you your child, his child. 
why he loves you, what his plan and purpose for you is. So thank him for the treasure. You're, you're too quiet. I mean, when you thank the Lord, you speak out. You don't, you don't think, you speak. You know, if you thank somebody, you say thank you. You don't, you don't think thank you. You say it. Well, come on, say it to the Lord. Thank you for the treasure, Lord. The Holy One within me. The glory of God within me. Jesus said of all those who would become believers in the future, I have given them the glory that my Father gave me. So thank Him that you have the glory within you. You have the holiness of God within you. Hallelujah. You're being transformed into His likeness. You have, you have the kingdom of God within you. You have the treasure within you. Yes, your body is just a jar of clay, but you have the treasure. God speaking to us like this tonight because everything around here is about to change God is about to change us transforming us more into his likeness this church is going to be transformed this church is going to change what God does through this church is going to change why because when we believe that we have within us what God says we have within us, then that is what is going to flow out of us. And the light of His glory is going to impact Horsham, Crawley, Worthing, Burgess Hill, 25 mile radius, wherever you go, wherever you go, you're going to take what is within you. So tonight, God simply wants you to know what is within you. It's not a feeling, is it? This is faith. It's believing what God says. I don't feel the kingdom within me, but the kingdom is within me. I don't feel the Holy One, but the Holy One is within me. I don't feel perfect, but I'm made perfect through the blood of Jesus. I don't feel the glory, but I know the glory. Hallelujah. Come on, just fix your eyes on Jesus and praise Him now. Just release a praise to Him. Papa para sandaria leto papa para sandara. We'll have no music because you just need to praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Pura la basandaria leroba, papa para zandaria leroba. Bapapara Zandaria Lero Bapapakala Zidri Sandama 
Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Tura laba sandaria leto papapapara sandaria lena mazundama. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, let's release, let's release the praise to him. Papapapara sandaria leto papapapara sandaria leto papapara sandama. Papapapara sandaria leto papapapakala sandaria leto papapakala sandama. Papapara sandaria leto papapara sandaria lenoma. Papapara sandaria leto papapakala sidri sandama. Bastagalaria leto papapakala sandaria lenoma sundama. Bastagalaria leto papapakala sandama. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh Lord, you are so great. Lord, you are so great. You are so great. You are so great. Papapara sandaria lenoma. You are so high. You are so holy. You are so mighty. Majestic in holiness, awesome in glory. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you that the King lives within us, that the King is reigning within us, that the glory of God is within us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's happening tonight? Many of you have prayed for revival. Tonight, God is reviving you. Revival is a process. God has different ways of bringing it about. But when God's people are revived, they're living in the full revelation of the truth. So God is bringing your life into line with the full revelation of the truth tonight. That's revival. Or put it this way, you are being revived. Can you thank the Lord for that? So you're no longer expecting revival suddenly to drop out of the sky. Because revival isn't like that. But you're thanking the Lord for what he's working in you. Hallelujah. He's reviving the spirit of the humble. He's reviving the heart of the contrite, the repentant. Hallelujah. Now, you can't change the truth. You cannot change the truth. God's word is eternal. The truth is eternal. You cannot change these scriptures. You cannot say they're not true. You can't even say they're not true for you. They're true for you. They're true for every child of God. If you've lived at a lower level of fellowship with God up to this moment, then you can be thankful that he's lifting you to a higher level of fellowship, a closer walk with him by what he's working in your heart. But you see, he wants you 
to see yourself not through your emotions and feelings and weakness and failure. He wants you to see yourself as he sees you. Made holy. Made perfect forever. Reflecting the Lord's glory. Because the spirit of glory is upon you and within you. Being transformed into his likeness. With ever increasing glory. Living in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. From everything that is not glorious in the sight of God. You know, some of those things you've been fasting from, you're not going to go back to them. Because you realize they've wasted a lot of time. They haven't really been good for you. Some of the media stuff and so on, you're not going to go back to them. You won't even miss them. Because of what God is working in your heart. In your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's pray in the spirit. Oh, papa para sandaria leto papa pakala sandalama. Oh, papa para sandaria leto papa para sandaria leto papa kalasinama. Oh, papa para sandaria leto papa pakala sitari sandama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. How awesome is the Lord Most High, the great King over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, peoples under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us. God has ascended amid shouts of joy. The Lord amid the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing to Him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? Come on, answer him. The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Hallelujah. Come on, let's say it again. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. 
He is the King of glory. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we need a song. We need a song to praise the King of glory. I don't know where you get that from, but get one from somewhere. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's the sound of heavy rain. There's the sound of heavy rain. There is the sound of heavy rain. There is the sound of heavy rain. Anybody believe there's the sound of heavy rain? There's the sound of heavy rain. If there's the sound of it, that means it's already raining. There's the sound of heavy rain. God is releasing heavy rain. God is releasing something of a dimension that is beyond measure, that is beyond our ability to control. The sound of heavy rain is a release of God's life and spirit and purpose and power and abundance that's going to cause deserts to become streams and rivers and even oceans. Death is replaced with life. Sickness with healing. Hopelessness with so much destiny and purpose and future. Oh, we praise your name, Father. There's the sound of heavy rain. The sound of heavy rain. Hey, guys, can you play the sound of heavy rain? Just, I don't know what that sounds like, but just begin to play. Tim, I don't know, just play the sound of heavy rain. Just beginning to be released. Come on, guys, the sound of heavy rain. You might need to turn the drums up a bit. There's the sound of heavy rain. Sound of heavy rain, a release of the Spirit beyond measure, a release of the Spirit beyond measure, the sound of heavy rain, the sound of heavy rain being released for the harvest, for the harvest, for the harvest, for the harvest. Come on, the sound of heavy rain for the harvest. It's a fresh baptism of the church for the harvest. Come on. 
your spirit to reap a harvest that is going to be innumerable. It's going to be beyond counting what you do, Father. We praise your name. We praise your name. Come on, let's give a roar, a roar, a shout of praise and a roar, a release of God, a roar. It's harvest time right now. It's harvest time right now. It's harvest time right now, right now, right now. There's the sound of heavy rain. What does it mean? What happened with Elijah? As soon as his servant came back and said, there's a cloud as small as a man's hand on the horizon. He jumped up. What was the first thing he did? He tucked his cloak in his belt. Ephesians, we wear the belt of truth. For a Roman soldier, his belt held everything in place. And Paul is referring to like a soldier and what he wore, but that belt holds everything together. The belt of truth holds everything together. And what did Elijah do? He tucked his cloak in his in his belt, everything that could flap around, everything that could cause him to be distracted was tucked into his belt. What is God doing during these days? He's making sure that if there's nothing in our lives that's flapping around in the wind, flapping around that could cause us to be distracted. And what he's saying is make sure everything is tucked into the belt of truth. Make sure everything is tucked into the belt of truth. Your thinking, your heart, your motives, everything. Make sure there are clean hands and a pure heart. Make sure everything is tucked in to the belt of truth. Because as the rains come, what did he do then? He then began to run, but he ran in the spirit. And he ran in a way that he overtook King Ahab, who had amazing chariot with amazing horses. Because the supernatural takes you beyond the natural. And he began to run ahead, but there was nothing that could distract him. And these are days where we're going to be running with God. We, we walk with God in our relationship with Him, but we run in the path of His commands. We run in His purposes. We run in His ways. We walk with Him in relationship day by day. I want to walk with you. I want to know you. I want you to be Lord of my life in every way. And as we walk with Him at the same time, we run in the path of His commands, in the power of the Spirit. And so when we walk with Him, we're making sure everything is tucked into the truth. Everything is tucked in in our lives. And as we're running with Him, there's nothing to distract, nothing to trip us over, nothing the enemy can get a hook in because there's something we're keeping over here or over there. There's nothing the enemy can try and sideline us with, take us out with because everything in us is tucked into the truth. 
and the truth is holding us together so we can run wearing the shoes of the gospel to be those people of peace, to be the people of salvation and reconciliation and healing that the gospel is all about. So just in a moment, just see yourself right now in response to all these last few encounter nights and tonight what God's been doing. Just see that that belt of truth around you right now. Kind of just get a hold of it in the spirit as you were. Get a hold of it in your imagination. Get a hold of it. Say, right, I'm making sure this huge belt of truth, this belt of truth is right around my life. This belt of truth is around my mind because I have the mind of Christ. This belt of truth is around my heart, who I am as a person. Because God has transformed me and made me a new person in Christ. I'm not an old person, I'm a new one. So the belt of truth is around this new person. I'm a person of the truth. I put this, I wrap this this belt of truth around my will right now. Not my will be done, but your will be done, Father. I make sure my whole body is wrapped around this belt of truth because I want my body to express the truth and be a container, a vessel for the truth to be not only in, but worked through. So I thank you for the belt of truth, Father, and I just want to make sure it's strapped right in properly, holding everything together in my mind, my heart, my emotions, my will, my body, everything is kept by your truth. So I can run in the path of your commands. Why? Because there's the sound of heavy rain. 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 I'm going to keep going till everybody in the room, no matter where you are on the stage or the floor, you're joining in with me. There's the sound of heavy rain. 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 There's the release of heavy rain. There's the release of the Spirit of God. There's the release of the Spirit of God for the harvest. For the harvest. For the harvest. Anybody believe that in here tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you hear that sound? Just imagine that. Your, your imagination has been sanctified. You submit, surrender to the Holy Spirit. God can use your imagination. You see, that's in one sense, he saw a cloud that's going to deposit a lot of rain in the natural. It rained for three and a half years in the land. And now it's going to be released. We haven't had a harvest of souls in this nation for a long time. Don't you think it's time for a harvest of souls all over this nation? Not just in, in kingdom faith, but in many, 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 many churches all around the nation where people are praying, they're pressing in. You know, they're having more prayer nights and worship nights because they're saying this is all to do with the presence of God coming, a release of God in our nation. There's prayer meetings 
happening all over the place, town-wide, city-wide, regional, even national days of prayer. There's things going on because God is stirring the church in this nation because there's a, they, we're hearing the sound of heavy rain. The church in this nation are hearing the sound of, it's time for harvest. It's not time for the church just to be blessed again and we consume it and use it and then lose it. No, it's time for that, that release of the Spirit of God for the harvest that really will shake the nation, shake everything that is unrighteous, shake everything that is not of God so that nobody can put their trust in anything except the Lord our God. What is going on right now with all the Brexit stuff, all the shenanigans in Parliament? What is going on? It's a shaking. It's a shaking. That's what it is. We need to be careful that we don't pray prayers trying to make everything right all the time. So there's a problem here, right? Let's pray. God has a bigger perspective than just here, here, here. Let's pray that, pray that, pray that. I believe God is, God is shaking our nation. As a nation, if we really are going to fulfill the purposes of God as a nation and that we are going to be a blessing to the nations and some of the heritage that we have of past revivals and the wells of what God has done and God is reopening wells and once again the Spirit of God is going to move from this nation around this all over di different nations then something different's got to be happening in the nation for that to take place. It's not going to be a secret agency called the church that is underground, that is going to be doing a few missions here and there in different countries. No, the nation's going to become aware that there is a God and He is alive and He is kicking and, and He is working and He is moving. And so I believe God is shaking this nation and part of that shaking is bringing out all the unrighteousness, all the agendas, all the stuff of man. And somehow, I believe, out of everything going on right now, whatever takes place, nobody's going to be able to take the credit for it. There is so much turmoil and confusion and agendas out there. There isn't a person anywhere in the world. Politicians, social commentators, experts in this, that and the other, Nobody knows how it's going to plan out. Absolutely no one. If you read the news, there's six options of what could happen. I mean, nobody knows what's going to go on. And I believe God is shaking our nation. And He's going to continue shaking it. We need to be careful that we don't pray against that, trying to seal everything up and trying to make sure everything's nice and everything's okay. God is shaking our nation. He's bringing to the surface unrighteousness. He's bringing to the surface all the agendas politically, socially, all the different things that are going on within Parliament as, as well as anywhere else. And he's shaking, he's shaking. He wants to bring unrighteousness out. He wants to bring everything out into the open. And I don't know how it's going to come out. Nobody knows how it's going to come out. But I believe whatever happens, nobody's going to be taking the credit saying, yeah, we knew, we knew, we knew. And everything's all right now because we knew, we knew. And I believe God's going to, I don't know, keep us on the edge as a nation. Shaking, 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 shaking. All the things we have trusted, all the things we've known, all the founder, all the things that we people kind of, uh, this, is, this is all I've ever known and God is shaking it and it's freaking people out. 
But that's a good thing. Because people have to then question what is going on? And what are our securities? What is happening? So let's just lift our hands for a minute. Father, we ask you that you continue to shake our nation. If you agree with me, you can say amen. Father, we thank you. You continue to shake our nation. We need more shaking. We need more shaking. We are still so arrogant, so full of pride, self-righteousness, haughtiness. We're still trying to work it all out ourselves, fighting amongst ourselves, stabbing each other in the back and all the things that are going on. Father, we are so haughty, it's unreal. And Father, would you, in the midst of all this rubbish and turmoil going on, all the unrighteous coming out, would you continue to shake, 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 shake this nation. Shake us to the core by your Spirit. Shake us to the core, Father, so that you literally bring our nation to, the, to its knees. fine. If you don't, I'm just praying out what I believe God wants to do. If we really are going to see a spiritual awakening, a nation impacted by God, I believe God's going to bring our nation to its knees, whatever that might look like. Otherwise, what will happen will come through and in a few months' time, we'll all be back to normal and people will be blaming each other as they normally do and all of this stuff will be back and everything the pound will settle down a bit and businesses will realize whatever happened wasn't as bad as they thought and all the stuff that's going to go on and we'll get back into our normal self-centered egocentric world and God is saying to our nation hey guys I've got so much more for you than that So in reverence and awe before the Lord, Father, would you continue to shake our nation? At the same time as he's shaking, at the same time as he's uncovering righteousness, there's the sound of heavy rain. There's the sound of heavy rain. Because as God uncovers all the stuff and He shakes everything more and more, it's then going to need a release of the Spirit at the same time to save, to heal, to deliver, to change, to transform, to work miracles, to do all the things that God wants to do. Those two are going to, they're one thing coming together in God. God's shaking and then God's release. God's shaking, God's release. God's shaking, God's release. God's shaking, God's release. Father, we praise your name. We thank you, Jesus, that now is the time. There's the sound of heavy rain. Most of the world has not got a clue when we say that. Even a lot of the church will say, yeah, 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 that's just hope and rhetoric or whatever. But you see, what did Elijah say to Ahab? Before he went up and prayed, and before he said to his servant, you know, go and look, is, you know, what's happening? Is the rain coming? He said to Ahab, you go and eat and drink. 
right, for their, the sound of heavy rain. Oh, here's something. What was he saying to Ahab? Hey, because Ahab wasn't a godly king. He said, Ahab, you go and do what you normally do. You go and eat and drink. Do what you normally do. Because Ahab didn't understand. He didn't perceive spiritually. He didn't hear anything. He was caught up in his own world. And Elijah understood that. And he said, right, you go and just get on your chariot. And you get on and do what you normally do. Just go back to Jezreel. Just go and do that. I'm going to go and do something that's going to, on your behalf that's going to change things. And he went up the mountain. He began to pray. And we know from the story, it's the seventh time that the servant came back and said, there's a cloud, you know, and, this, and that's it. Elijah jumped up. Here comes the rain. He ran ahead. The, the rain started coming. And there's things that God is getting us to do that the world does not hear spiritually or discern spiritually. But he's getting us to be like intercessors, to stand in the gap on their behalf so that when the rain comes, they're already on their way towards it, even though they don't realize it. And as they're just living their life, doing their normal thing, the rain of God is going to come down. It's going to impact their lives. It's going to deluge their lives. It's going to move in their lives. Anybody believe that? Anybody agree with that tonight? And so what we're doing in the secret place when we come together is like Elijah going up on the mountain, putting his head between his knees. We're saying, God, we're going to press into you because we hear the sound of something that is going to transform how everything looks out there. Because when the rain came, everything started to grow. Everything started to flower. Everything started to blossom. There was a release of something that the people couldn't see. And that's what we're talking about. So let's set our faces like flint. Let's set our lives in God's direction. As intercessors standing in the gap on behalf of the world, the the nation, the 25 mile radius, and the towns where we live. Because there's the sound of heavy rain. When you hear something in your spirit, you respond to that. You start making decisions around that. Because what is happening on the inside of you is real is stronger or more real than what's on the outside because you've heard something. How many of you can hear the sound of heavy rain? How many of you can hear the sound? You can't see it initially because it's, I hear the sound of. And when he first went to pray, there were no clouds on the horizon. But he heard it on the inside. And then he knew, I've got to pray until there's the release. Once there was the release, the prayer stopped. He tucked stuff in and off he went. And it began to rain. So, Father, I thank you. Give us ears to hear. Maybe just ask the Holy Spirit right now. Ask him, Father, give me ears to hear what you are doing. I want my ear to the the ground, as it were. Ears to hear what you are saying. I thank you for ears to hear what you're saying. So there's a discernment on the inside so that I hear you on the inside. So I'm not distracted by the outside, by the noise of the world and the noise of the day. I'm not distracted by that, by the doubts of others, the fears of others, the unbelief of others, or whatever it might be, because the sound of something is louder on the inside. And therefore, I'm beginning to praise from that place, pray from that place, make decisions from that place, live in that place, because there's the sound of something, the sound of something. I hear it. If you don't sense it or hear it, then say, Holy Spirit, would you show me? Holy Spirit, would you reveal? 
Holy Spirit, would you speak? Because I don't just want to hear something from somebody else, from, from the leaders in the church or somebody in my small group or somebody else in the life of the church. No, I want to, I want this sound on the inside of my life personally. If you, if you, if you, if you're kind of like, yeah, sounds great, Clive, all this stuff, but I don't know if I've got that, then say, Father, would you deposit that on the inside of me? Would you speak to me so that what we're talking about becomes real on the inside of me so that I don't just walk with you in my relationship, but I begin to run in the paths of your commands in the hour and the day that we are in because it's essential that everybody is involved in what God is doing. Nobody's here by accident. You're here by design. You're here by God's purposes. Your life matters and you're a part of what God is doing. So, Father, I thank you that you speak and release your purposes into every one of our lives, into every person in the church. Let's just pray for the whole church right now, the body here as kingdom faith. Father, we thank you for that release of your word, that you speak that rhema of what you're doing right now into the hearts and lives of every person, that nobody would be a spectator, nobody would stand on the side and say, yeah, well, I'll wait and see till this happens or not. Father, I thank you for the release of your rhema word, that revelation. There's the sound of heavy rain and everything that you're doing at this moment that people would catch it, hear it and run with it in their lives. We praise your name. Come on, let's give God a great thanks, shall we? And just thank him for who he is and what he's doing amongst us. Father, we praise your name. We praise your name. You are awesome. We praise your name. Amen, amen, amen. I believe God's going to give some of you dreams. You're going to have some dreams. Maybe some of you have never dreamt before. And I believe God's going to start speaking to you through dreams. Others are going to begin to have visions. And you've not had many of those, but maybe before. God's going to give dreams and visions. And He's going to speak really clearly, really vividly to you so that you're like, wow. You know, and, and, and it's going to release and activate something on the inside of you. So, Father, I just pray right now for that release of dreams in the night as people are going to sleep. And, and thank you for dreams, Father, godly dreams. I thank you for visions when we're praying. Even when we're praying around, we suddenly get caught up with you and there's visions. And you, you show us stuff so clearly that fuels faith and prayer and action. I thank you for dreams and visions accelerating, increasing in the life of the body here. Not for our own ends to say, well, I had this or I had that, but actually for your purposes to get us running with you, Father, in a stronger way. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe before you go to bed, just take a few, or when you're in bed, take a few minutes just to spend a bit of time with the Lord. A few minutes just before you go off rather than just looking at your phone or on your iPad or something else, you know, just before you just, Father, I just want to surrender this time of sleep to you. If you want to speak to me, use it in any way, shape or form. But I thank you. I'm going to go to sleep in your presence. Be asleep in your presence and wake up in your presence. So when I wake up, I'm already in the flow of what you're doing for the next day, Holy Spirit, because I've already left yesterday behind, submitted my sleep to you, and then I wake up ready for everything you want to do in that new day. So Father, we praise your name. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And everybody said, Amen.
Amen. Amen. Are you blessed?